meeting, we have been looking at um, learning about spirituals. Been there since the beginning of the month. Okay. And um, tonight, I want us to... I want us to learn some things on how to increase in utterance. How to increase in utterance. You know, we said that in this study, we are going to place emphasis on um, one of the manifestations of the Holy Ghost in utterance. Okay? So I want us to zero in on that tonight. Um, turn with me to first um, Corinthians chapter 12. Okay. First Corinthians 12 verse 1, that's been our text. It says now concerning the things of the spirit. I don't want you to be ignorant. And we have said that to be ignorant there means it doesn't mean that you don't know anything about it, but that you are ignoring it. So he says we should not ignore it. He said there are diversities of gifts, the same love spirit, differences of administration, the same Lord. We've spoken so much about that. Okay, but it's the same God that works in all, all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit without. So in other words, like we have shared, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the profit of all. So we, and he wants us to excel in that. Part of ministering to the saints uh, is uh, through the manifestations of the Spirit. And we have said at the new birth, the gift that we received was the gift of the Spirit. Hallelujah. So, it's the gift of the Spirit. We didn't receive uh, 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 a different Spirit from the one that enables us on to flow in these various uh, what we call manifestations. Same, same, same spirit. And that is very significant in learning to, to pay attention to. So everything flows from the same source. Hallelujah. Right? So everything flows from the same source. And now we want to learn how do we engage or, or ensure that we are flowing more and more in the manifestations of the spirit we are that is what makes i mean having the spirit in also is what gives us um the impetus to want to 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 desire this and so apart from earnestly converting apart from Earnestly desiring. How else? Praise God. Hallelujah. So what there's no better way for us to learn this than for us to see how the, the early 
uh, a church got into these manifestations. Amen. And we can trace that to Acts of the Apostles chapter 2. Acts 2. There's so much to study in that Acts 2 <laughs> when it comes to the things of the Spirit. Praise God. So let's go to it. Acts and chapter 2, verse 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound of, from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues as a fire, and it sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Let's examine that, please. He said they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Right? And began to speak. You know, so what was the evidence of them being filled with the Holy Ghost? It was that they began to speak. Now, it's interesting that word and there is that uh, famous word KI, right? Which is an which is not a conjunction word, but an explanatory in the Greek. So it means they were filled with the Holy Ghost. That is, they began to speak with other tongues. Let's take note of that. So which means to be filled with the Holy Ghost means you begin to speak. So someone who, if you say someone is filled with the Holy Ghost and the person is not speaking, the person is not filled with the Holy Ghost yet. So you can't say you are filled with the Holy Ghost and you are not speaking. No. Hallelujah. So they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak. Which means they began to speak. So how, if I say, oh, this person is speaking with other tongues, it's tantamount to saying this person is filled with the Holy Ghost. It's the same thing as saying that. Praise God. Now, but take note, it said they began. Why did they begin? He said as the Holy Ghost gave them utterance. What was the utterance? How did they get the utterance? You know, when we look at it, we think that, oh, okay, the Bible says suddenly, you know, they were gathered in one place, you know, they didn't know what to expect. They didn't know what to expect. They were they were just there. Jesus said, okay, they should wait. Okay, they they weren't they, <laughs> how can you be desiring for what you don't even know? But on the contrary, that wasn't it. How do I know? Let's look, let's study a little further. So the Bible said they began to speak with other tongues. People that were around were surprised to hear them. Okay? They were surprised to hear them. But look at Peter. 
Look at Peter's sermon. When the, the outsiders were surprised, they were startled, they were, they were all amazed. They marveled, saying to one another, you know, they began to speak to one another. Ah, these guys, ah, what's happening here? Then Peter got up in verse 14. Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, You men of Judea and all that dwell in Jerusalem, let this be done to you. Listen to my words. For these are not drunken, as you suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Did you see that? He said, he said, hey, guys, I know what this thing is. This is what Joel spoke about. Now, for him to say so, it's like if I come and meet you now and I say, oh, what is this? So, you know, maybe you see, maybe there is an eclipse. An eclipse. And then I'm a novice. I don't even know what, what an eclipse is. Hey, what is this in the sky? And then you come up and say, oh, you mean you don't know? That is an eclipse of the moon. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you bring that knowledge from heaven? That knowledge of the eclipse of the moon that you know that I don't know? Did you bring it from heaven? Were you born with it? Of course not. You weren't born with it. You must have learned it from somewhere. So when Peter said, Hey, this is that which was spoken by Prophet Joel. It means that Peter had, before this event happened, before this experience, Peter obviously knew that there was a Prophet Joel, number one, and two, that this Prophet Joel spoke about this thing that they were experiencing. Hallelujah. So, Prophet Joel, Peter knew what Prophet Joel said. Hallelujah. So, Peter had a knowledge of it. So, no, it was not strange to Peter. Amen. Because he had a knowledge of what Prophet Joel said. Or had prophesied. Praise God. Take note of that. So Prophet Joel. So praying. I mean talking in other tongues. Was not new to him. Glory to God. <laughs> it wasn't. Why? He knew Prophet Joel. How did he know Prophet Joel? About it. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, uh, let's go further down. Go to verse uh, 29. Talking about, quoting David, he said, Men and brethren, let me freely speak to you, still in the same sermon, about Petrach David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulchre is with us. 
This was after he had quoted David. He said, therefore, being a prophet, knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, will raise up Christ to sit on his throne. So you see that David also, in this one, trying to explain, you know, the gift of the Spirit. Right? He, because in verse, he landed in verse 33, saying, hey, Jesus is exalted. Right? The, and he has received the promise of the Holy Ghost. He has said what this, which you now see and hear. So you see that this was, his quoting David was in the context of trying to explain Acts 2 verse 4. How did he get to know this? Was it an inspiration that just came suddenly that he never knew anything about? No, that can't be true. He must have learned. He must have studied. He must have been taught this. For him to make reference to this, Hallelujah. So on the day of Pentecost, in Acts 2-4, when Acts 2-4 happened, Acts 2-4 did not happen without a prior knowledge by those it happened to. Hallelujah. Amen. How? So who taught them? Acts chapter 1. Acts 1. We are talking about how to increase in utterance. If you are sharp, you know where I'm going to now. Verse 2, verse 1. The former treatise have I made O Theophilus of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up after he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandment unto the apostles whom he had chosen. The giving commandment there is not said, hey, it is a uh -huh, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt, it's not like thou shalt not steal, thou shalt, no, it meant he teaching. So giving commandment, that means Jesus taught them. Let's continue. To whom he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them 40 days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom. Did you see that? So Jesus after he rose from the dead on the third day, after Passover, third day of Passover, hallelujah, Jesus now taught them, the Bible says Jesus spoke to them or gave them commandment or taught them for 40 days. Things pertaining to the kingdom. So it means that Acts 2, now, 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 what was the content of what they what they taught? What they were taught? Mark chapter sixteen tells us what they were taught. Uh, 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 Luke chapter twenty four gives us a summary of what they were taught. John chapter twenty one also gave us uh, a, 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 a summary of the things that he taught them after he rose from the dead. But you see, in the Mark's account, he tells us in Mark's gospel. Chapter 16, verse 17, he says, Oh, he taught them that these signs will follow them that believe in my name. They will cast out devils and they will speak with new tongues. So Jesus taught them about uh, this gift of utterance, the gift of the Holy Ghost, uh, 
right, uh, that the promise, which is a promise of the Father, that will enable them to be able to, to, to speak supernaturally. Hallelujah. So it wasn't that, oh, they were just waiting. They didn't know what they were waiting for. They were just waiting and praying. Hallelujah. So all the whole 120, take note, the whole 120, you know, while every one of them was filled. Every one of them. Why? Because Jesus had taught them. So they were able to participate in the things of the Spirit in utterance because they had been taught. Hallelujah. Because they had been taught. So, go back to Acts chapter 2. He says, and suddenly there came a sound. This was Luke saying this. But the experience of talking in other tongues was something that they had been taught about. Obviously, Jesus must have taught them from Joel. He must have taught them from the Psalms. Remember, Luke chapter 24 tells us that beginning at Moses and in all the prophets and the Psalms, Jesus taught them. Luke chapter 24, verse 44. He said, these are the words which I spoke to you in all things will be fulfilled which are written in the law of Moses, in the prophets, and the Psalms concerning me. And he opened their understanding and that they might understand the scriptures. Verse 27. Beginning at Moses and in all the prophets, he expounded unto them all in all the scriptures the things concerning him. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost is also concerning Jesus. So Jesus must have taught them. And when they were taught, it enabled them, right, to flow in the things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. So back to Acts chapter 2. He said in verse 4 again, he said, and they were filled with, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. What does the Bible mean by being filled with the Holy Ghost? Of course, in times past, we have explained it to be, oh, when you are, you know, when you are suddenly taken over by the Spirit and things like that, you know, you, 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 it means yielding yourself to the spirit. But how did they get that? Let's, what's the mechanics of that? Hallelujah. When someone is not filled with the whole, doesn't get filled with the Holy Ghost, is not able to speak in tongues, this, we can now know the reason why. I remember one of us, uh, someone amongst us uh, 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 sent me a message or spoke to me about another a colleague of hers uh, who hadn't been filled with the Holy Ghost and had been born again for for over 10 years, I think. 
or 17 years or thereabouts, quite a long time. And the person had been seeking to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You know, so I said, no problem, get, let, get connect the person with me. And I got the person attends the church, you know, a believer. So I decided, I decided to schedule a time with him and then sat down with him and taught him. I tried to find out, you know, where his area, his challenge was, you know, after speaking with him for about 10 minutes, I located where his challenge was. And then we began to teach. And then I taught him for about two hours, you know, over WhatsApp. We taught him for about two hours until he got it. And I said, okay, I'm going to minister to you. We are going to, I'm going to pray for you right now. And you're going to pray in other tongues. Not up to two minutes. I mean, almost immediately. I said, start praying. He began, he began to blast in tongues. What was the challenge? It wasn't that he did not have the gifts. Remember, the Bible tells us that the Holy Ghost is the gift. We will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God, which is a promise of the Father. So he had it. But the challenge was that he was devoid of knowledge. If Jesus had not taught these 120 guys, they would not probably have been able to get filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Every one of them got filled with the Holy Ghost 120 at a time. Why? Because they were taught. Now, for them to have been taught, it means that, okay, let's calculate. You know, Jesus died on Passover day, third day rose again, that's three days. Then Jesus appeared to them and taught them for 40 days, right? That's for 40 plus three, 43 days. And then that for at 43 days will be seven days to Pentecost because Pentecost is the 50th day, counting from Passover. Pentecost, 5, 50. Okay? So, now, so it means that they now had, when they, they returned back to Jerusalem, went to the upper room, okay, and they were meeting together for seven days. They met together for seven days. On the seventh day after Jesus left, that was the day the, this incident happened. What could have been happening in those seven days? Take note, on those seven days, the Bible said they were all gathered together. If you read the Acts of, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 14, he said, they told them, tarry in Jerusalem, you know, and all that. And they returned to Jerusalem, and uh, they they went to an upper room uh, where abode all the uh, uh, the apostles. And verse fourteen, all of them continued one accord in prayer with the women and mother of Jesus Mary, with his brethren. And in those days, Peter stood in the midst of the disciples. They were about one hundred and twenty, so they were together. Did you see that? They were all together. They were waiting on the Lord together. Praise God. They were waiting on the Lord together. 
Now, that period must have been the time that they began to assimilate, I mean, that they assimilated the things that Jesus had taught them. Hallelujah. Remember, the Bible said that they continued in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 40, uh, 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 42, chapter 2, verse 42. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. So they didn't start after the day of Pentecost. They continued. So they, are, they continued in the apostles' doctrine. So which means that before Pentecost Acts 2 4, they obviously must have been studying scriptures. They must have, uh, 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 the apostles must have been teaching them. They must have been examining the scriptures. Hallelujah. Until they became fully saturated by it and it began to influence their thinking. Remember, take note that Peter, uh, when that incident happened, Peter did not judge him and say, hey, ah, see, we too, we don't even know that this was what Jesus Christ said was going to, uh, was going to happen to us. So, uh, we too, we are, we are, we are surprised though. Ah, eh, ah. We, that's what we see. Amo. <laughs> oh, Peter went straight up and said, This is that which was spoken. This is that which was spoken. He knew exactly what was happening. The apostles, those 120 people there, they knew exactly what they were, what, 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 what was happening to them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They knew because they had been taught. And the teaching influenced the receiving. The teaching influenced the receiving. Praise God. Jesus commanded them through the Holy Ghost. So Jesus taught them by the Spirit. So the teaching by the Spirit will enhance the manifestations of the Holy Ghost will enhance utterance. Take note, they were able to flow in utterance. Why couldn't they out, those outside? Because those ones had not been taught. They hadn't gotten the revelation of it. They didn't have it. So they couldn't flow in it. But these ones had been taught through the Holy Ghost by Jesus. And uh, until they became uh, fully saturated with it, and what Jesus thought began to influence their lives until they yielded to the Holy Ghost. He began to influence their thought pattern until they yielded. So the teaching ministry, right, will enable, will enable you to yield to the manifestations of the Holy Ghost faster because you will be under the influence of the Holy Ghost, that is, under the influence of that teaching. I remember way back in 1990, uh, in the early 90s, in our fellowship on campus, when uh, 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 we there was, uh, we, we used to call it the 92 move, that, is, that was the name that was given to it, you know, when we began to learn and flow in the things of the Spirit. How did it come about? It didn't just come about suddenly. 
we 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 got more exposed to the to to it. We were taught by it. I remember uh, 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 around that period, Reverend Dogulano visited our fellowship uh, and taught us extensively on those things. And then uh, some of the Haganites that were around, you know, you know what I mean by Haganites, you know, <laughs> taught us. I had been in the Word of Faith for for since like 1984, 1982 rather, but I had not learned, I had not been taught along those lines until I got onto campus. Oh, it was... I didn't go beyond being filled with the Holy Ghost and speak with other tongues and then prophesying. Now, I know. praise God. And that was limited. B limited because I or because I was not taught well enough. I mean, not uh, I, I wasn't exposed to teachings along those lines. Hallelujah. So you want to flow more in the things of the Spirit. You want to flow more on, on, in utterance. You will have to be under the influence of the teaching of God's Word. Glory to God. Praise God. So they were filled with the Spirit, meaning means they received the fullness of the teachings of Jesus along those lines. They received within those seven days or, or, or the whole 47 days, you know, they received the fullness. On that day of Pentecost, there was the manifestation of the fullness of the Spirit. So they were filled with the Spirit means that they were under the total, complete influence and uh, of the spirit uh, or of the teachings uh, and they yielded themselves to what they were taught because the Bible says they began uh, to speak. And we know that you yield yourself to speak. Hallelujah. Why will someone be able to yield himself is because it's been taught. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now let's 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 further look at it. The things of the spirit uh, we are, are influenced more to flow in it and yield better when we are taught. That is what we are sharing tonight. Let's look at Ephesians chapter five. Ephesians chapter five. Praise God. Ephesians five, verse. Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse uh, 15. He says, See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Verse 1. Be followers of God as their children. So when you follow God, you will walk circumspectly. Following God imitate the word follow means to imitate will mean that you are working wisely verse 17 wherefore be ye not unwise but understanding with what the will of the lord is so to follow the lord 
will be to be wise, which will mean to understand the will of the Lord. Understanding comes when you are taught. Did you see that? You don't just understand. It, you are taught either by human beings or by the Holy Ghost. You come under the teaching. Who's teaching? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Praise God. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. It will all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. So Peter is, sorry, uh, Paul is saying that when you come under the teachings of these people, you will learn to be imitators of God from them, and that will mean you'll be working wisely. Because uh, through the teachings uh, that you are exposed to, you will understand what the will of the Lord is. Did you get the connection there? Hallelujah. You will understand what the will of the Lord is. Now, when he says understand what the will of the Lord is, right? What does he mean? Praise God. He further explains uh, in verse 18. He says, uh, understanding what the will of the Lord is. That is, that's that word K-I and, that is, don't be drunk with wine. Wherein is excess. Hey, say, don't be drunk with wine. Wherein is excess. What does he mean by that? Why is he, what, is he talking about literal wine? Many times when we read this, we, we are actually thinking about literal wine. No, he's not talking about literal wine. What does wine do? Wine can influence a person's actions and speech. Hallelujah. What does wine do? Wine can do what? It can influence a person's speech. It can influence a person's action. So a person who is full of wine, who is drunk with wine, he will speak under the influence of that wine. He will act under the influence of that wine. What does wine stand for here? So wine stands for what? Influence. What kind of influence? Remember, he said, redeem the time, the days are evil, walk circumspectly, not as fools, but on, don't be unwise. To be unwise, to be wise will mean to have understanding. To have understanding will mean to be under an influence, or rather to have understanding means you have been taught. So to be taught means when you are taught, you are to be under the influence of what you have been taught. Let me give you an example. Praise God. Why will you not carry your laptop uh, 
right, and begin to pour what our needs. Because you have been taught not to do that. So when a child comes and tries to pour water on a laptop, what will you do? You will act differently. You will act and try to stop that child. What is making you to act? It is the influence of what you have been taught about the user and the preservation of a laptop computer. So you are acting towards that child under the influence of the understanding that you have that came based on what you were taught about the gadget. Hallelujah. So when the Bible says that we are on, that said don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess. What wine? Hallelujah. Let's go to um, Jesus says something about wine. John chapter 7. Yeah. John chapter 7. Praise God. John's gospel chapter 7. See. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. This study, what we are studying today, should make you to go study more. Go learn more. Hallelujah. Be under the influence. Someone says, uh, hey, Pastor, I don't know how to flow in these, these things. You know, this is, this is for some special people. No, it's not for some special people. It's because uh, you have not uh, been taught enough, you have not learned enough to remain to go to be under his influence. Learning about the things of the Spirit, like we are teaching, we've been teaching for some time now, right, is to enable us to be under his influence and to yield to it. You'll be able to yield better the more you are taught, the more you learn. Jesus said, Luke John 7, verse 37, he said, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried and said, if any man thirst, let him come to me and drink. Let him come and do what? Drink. What, what, what does he mean by that? He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said. Did you see that? So let him come and drink. He, what does drinking mean? Drinking means to believe. What does it mean? How can you believe? He said, how shall they believe except there be a what? A preach except they be taught. Romans chapter 10. Praise God. How will they believe except they be taught? Romans chapter 10. Oh, thank you, Lord. Verse, uh, 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 uh. let's look at it. Verse 14. How will they call on him whom they have not believed? How will they believe in him of whom they have not heard? How will they hear except there's a water? There's a teach, preacher or a teacher. Someone preaches to them. How will you believe except you, have, except you are taught? So when Jesus said that he that believes on me means that that person has been taught. Praise God. That person has come to understand it. He said out of him shall flow the of his best shall flow rivers of living water. Verse 99. This he spoke of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. How will they believe? When they are taught. When they are taught, they will receive the Holy Ghost. After, he said, 
for the Holy Ghost had not been given because Jesus was there glorified. So Jesus was talking about uh, Acts 2.4. Praise God. So that means that he said, when you believe, when you are taught the word, right? That, that is you drinking some wine. Wine of what wine? That means that means you are coming under the influence of the teachings of God's word. You are coming under the influence of a teaching. So the wine that is referred to here in Ephesians five verse eighteen will be the influence or the or other teachings, right? Or other things that you have learned that is outside of the scriptures. So in other words, he said, don't be influenced. Take note. Watch. Be careful under which, I mean, the influence under which you are in. Be careful under which, the influence under which you are in. So you see, so in some congregations, do you see that they cannot flow in the things of the spirit? Why? Because they are under a, and the influence on a part of a particular kind of teaching that will not enable them to believe. Praise God, because they don't understand, and they will say, "Oh, these things that you guys are practicing, it is, uh, it is." Uh, ah, somebody use one word though. It is uh, hocus pocus, or uh, it is uh, I've forgotten that word now. You know, <laughs> it is being spooky. <laughs> it is being spooky. You are being spooky. Why? Because the person is under an influence. Hallelujah. So he can't understand what the will of God is concerning that in that dimension. So Jesus says, "Those that believe, they will receive the Spirit." The word received there is the word lambano, to take hold of forcefully and bring forth that which is already yours. And what lambano means. Hallelujah. Praise God. So wine speaks of the influence of the wine in Acts in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18 speaks of the influence of the world. It is a teaching. Hallelujah. It is not physical wine. He said, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Don't be drunk with wine, but be under the influence of the Spirit or the influence of the teaching of the Word of God regarding this dimension. So how do I drink? I drink by believing. Or oh, my drinking is believing. So how do I drink? How do I come to believe? By being taught. By learning. Hallelujah. So he said, don't be drunk with wine. When is said, But be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves. Speaking. So don't. So when you are filled, you will do what? Speak. You will come under the influence. So speaking is coming under the influence of the spirit within. To be filled is to take what you have been taught and speak it. Hallelujah. 
Colossians chapter 3, verse, I mean, uh, uh, before we go to Colossians, Ephesians, that's five. Says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So speaking uh, psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs uh, is uh, when you are under the influence uh, of the Spirit, uh, which is called being filled with the Spirit, which is being under the influence of the teaching. So the more of the word you learn, Hallelujah. The more of God's word you meditate on, the more of God's word you are taught, praise God, the easier it will be for you to yield and speak God's word. And speak and utter and, you know, tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, they will flow a whole lot easier. Did you see that? Hallelujah. So how do we increase utterance? We increase utterance by being under the influence of the teaching of the word of God. Whatever you submit your heart to, to be taught, you will be under its influence. Hallelujah. Someone says, oh, it will just, uh, 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 that person seems to... That seems, person seems to flow more. It's the reason why he's flowing more is because he has put himself in flow. I mean, under the influence of the teaching of God's word. That's why Paul said to the Corinthian church, guys, concerning the things of the spirit, don't be ignorant. Don't ignore. You have been taught. So someone can be in this place right now, and you are. I don't expect it anyway. I mean, for you to be here on this Wednesday, you know, evening, uh, under this, uh, to, under the influence of, of the teaching of God's word, it means you are hungry. Hallelujah. But imagine somebody just joins us. Just said, All this is a pastor. I said, oh, oh, please, let, let me be. I'm, I'm just, I'm just content. I'm okay like this. You know, <laughs> you know, that person will not, the Holy Ghost can't use that person for utterance. Why? Because the person in the first place is ignoring it. But being under the influence of God's word, hallelujah, teaches like this, being taught in this dimension, and then uh, we see practice in our, in our local assembly, and you are hungry, you are desirous of it. Obviously, Jesus must have created a lot of hunger, desire in these 120 people for them to stay, tarry for seven days in one place. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And you see, when the more you are taught, the more you interact with God's word, the more is your language uh, or what I can call your spiritual vocabulary will increase or supernatural vocabulary will increase. Hallelujah. You can see two people. Praise God. Maybe they are giving an utterance or giving a psalm or a spiritual song or, you know, on a particular subject. Let's call the subject casting your cares. Hallelujah. And that's the theme of that utterance. One person can do, can, can be under the, I mean, can, can begin to speak prophesy, whatever, any which, any, any which we want to call it, he can do it for the next two minutes. And after two minutes, 
12 finishes. The person can't say more. And then another person cannot. Still the same thing. Is that possible? Of course now. Amen. The Bible says all of them began to speak about the wonderful works of God. <laughs> so the, all of them were speaking, using, speaking the same thing. Acts chapter 2. Praise God. So we all can, we all can, we all can, we all can do that. Amen. Ah, uh, will that be God? Yes. That was the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2. Amen. So, so this same person, he, he, he can take the team, cast your care, and then he can run with it for the next five minutes, the next ten minutes. And you're wondering, ah, what is he saying? How come this person seems to be saying more? Hallelujah. It is, what is it? It is, it is how much, it's a function of how much you are able to yield yourself, which comes, which comes by the influence of the word that has been learned, which increases your spiritual or supernatural, your spiritual vocabulary. Hallelujah. And so, for example, a, a medical student who is in hundred, who is in two hundred level, right? Of yeah, maybe two hundred level. And he's doing. I can't remember. Is it two hundred level? I think that's where they do their anatomy and all that. Okay, let's say They want to talk about about the skeleton, right? The skeleton in the chest area. You know, a 300 level vocabulary, I mean, a 300 level medical student, if you tell him to come and talk about it, you know, he can spend, let's say, he can spend 50, if he spends 15 minutes talking about it, ah, he says so much, right? But you now have a professor of anatomy whose area is the Chester region. Ask him to come and talk. You know, he can spend two hours talking about the same thing that the 300-level anatomy students, medical students will say. Why? Because that he, he, he is more proficient. He has learned more. He has more knowledge, more intricate knowledge, High bet more vocabulary that he has acquired over the years, more concepts, more you know, more knowledge, and so that can keep him going for the next one hour talking about the same thing that the 300 level speak students spoke for three for 15 minutes. What's the difference? Knowledge. So, hallelujah. And knowledge, not just for, it's also knowledge by practice. If that professor has not practiced, you know, like some of these are our politicians who, you know, who are, maybe there's a politician who is a, who is a doctor, a medical doctor, and he has not practiced for the past 15 years. 
he has just been doing politics. <laughs> and you now bring him side by side, uh, somebody who has been in the hospital, who has been doing practicing general medicine for the past, for the same 15 years. You know, the guy who has been practicing for the same, for the, I mean, going to the hospital almost virtually every day, he will be able to say more than the guy who has not, who has just been doing politics for 15 years. Hallelujah. Same thing it is. When it comes to the things of the spirit, the more we give ourselves to it, the more proficient we become, the more efficient we become in a ministry. He says, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Hallelujah. Romans, I mean, Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 said, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Praise God. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. What will happen? Praise God. You'll be able to teach. You'll be able to flow more in the things of the spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Don't defile yourself with the wine of the world. Daniel refused to take the wine from the king's palace. But rather, he, he at the end of 10 days, the Bible says he, he had so much wisdom and knowledge. He had more understanding than the rest of them there. Praise God. Why? Because uh, he said, I'm not going to defile myself with the king's meat. I'm not going to defile myself uh, with the wine of the world. I'm not going to defile, defile myself uh, and uh, come under the influence of the, of the teachings of the world. I'm going to be very watchful about what I put inside me uh, because it is garbage in, garbage out. Uh, whatever a man's uh, in a, a, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. Uh, you, the more we we'll get ourselves filled with the things of the Spirit, uh, with the Word of God, with the teaching of God's Word, uh, the more we increase uh, in the, our ability to yield to the Holy Ghost uh, and we'll be able to speak forth uh, for Him. Uh, he'll be able to use us uh, to be a blessing uh, to people around us uh, and to be a blessing to ourselves. Hallelujah. Brother Hagen, that was one of his secrets. Why would he? I mean, he said so he used to say then that sometimes that he will he will he will be on his bed and that he will flow in psalms and spiritual songs for all through all, all nights for hours. <laughs> Man, that's serious. Why? Because he's someone that has he that has fed that fed himself so much with God's word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Flowing with the things of the spirit. God gets a whole lot easier when we place ourselves more and more under the influence of the spirit. So when you are instructed by, by, the, by the Lord and you are being stirred by the Lord, oh, to, to study more on a particular dimension, to study more in one area or in that area, it is not just for yourself. Oh, he wants you to study so that it will be beneficial to your life and so that you'll be able to flow oh, and teach in all wisdom in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Oh, that you will have doctrine. Oh, that you will have revelation. Oh, that you will have knowledge to share and be a blessing to your world, be a blessing to the saints, and be able to yield to the Spirit and flow in the things of the Spirit to bless. Hallelujah. 
So, do not hesitate to do this. So give yourself to it. So plan it as part of your schedule. Oh, even for the year. Oh, hata gaya tu sisimonde. Elevre lishtonde bato kasiatronomo. See that you walk circumspectly. See that you give time to these things. That is what it means to redeem the time. Oh, the days are evil means that there are a lot of evil influences. Oh, that wants to influence our thought patterns. Oh, away from the scriptures. Uh, so take time, uh, just like you take time for your daily food and some other essential things. Uh, take time uh, to go study. Take time uh, to feed on the word. Uh, the more you feed on the word, uh, the more a word man you will become. Hallelujah. Glory. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you praise. Thank you for the teaching of your word tonight. Uh, thank you, Father. All oh, because we will be established in this truth uh, and in all righteousness. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah.